0: Welcome to Born to be Breastfed with your host, Marie Biancuso. Our program aims to help you bust through the breastfeeding myths and ensure you and your baby enjoy the breastfeeding journey. Over the next hour, we'll help you figure out how to overcome the obstacles you might encounter and how to incorporate breastfeeding into your busy life. Now, here is your host, Marie Biancuso.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuso. Thank you so much for joining me as we do a show tonight on breastfeeding through the holidays. Now, holidays are a time to celebrate, so holidays should be joyful. I don't know about you, but sometimes I just feel like I'm not sure where the joy all went to because I have a seemingly endless to-do list. Maybe you can relate to that, and it's real easy to get stressed out. And that's not good for you or for your baby. So, Rather than the to-do list, very often, you, the breastfeeding mother, you may find yourself dealing with a number of issues that you wouldn't be facing at times that weren't holidays. During the show tonight, I'd like you to think about what issues might you be facing with breastfeeding? Maybe this is your first holiday season when you're a breastfeeding mother, and Maybe you're wondering how you can juggle all of the responsibilities of taking care of a baby with the extra responsibilities of a c- cooking, maybe extended travel, maybe nursing in public. Or maybe you're not the mother of a newborn. Maybe you're the mother of a toddler or an older child or both. Uh, maybe you kind of dread the criticism that Great Aunt Mildred always seems to have about your choice to continue breastfeeding a toddler. You could have any or all of those issues. And so really where I'm going today here is to help you to identify the issues you might find yourself facing, to help you to generate some options that will help you to deal with those issues. And as we go along, I'd like you to really think about, I'll try to generate some options for you and maybe you can figure out. What is best for you and your family? Because honestly, it's a little bit different for everybody. So let's start with what are the issues that you might be facing at the holiday time? First, let's make a list of the issues that I'm going to name for you and you figure out which ones pertain to you. Here's the first one. Are you planning to nurse? Or pump? Or both? And if so, we'll talk a little bit about the pros and cons. Are you traveling? If so, are you traveling by car? Or by plane? Or maybe something else? Or did you say, forget it, we're not traveling this year, I've had it. Then maybe you're staying at home. Ooh, well, that could be good, but maybe not so good. Are you in charge of the cooking, the baking, the cleanup? With a breastfeeding baby, that might be a little hairy. For example, uh, it might be... Difficult to create some complicated dish that requires precise timing. I'm thinking, for example, of my mother's what she called seven minute frosting. You really have to stand there and really spin that thread of frosting, and it's just about seven minutes. You can't leave it, and you can't be racing off to feed a baby. <laughs> nursing or otherwise, uh, you can't be feeding anybody else. You can't be feeding yourself. You've really got to pay attention to that rather complicated thing. So you might find that the baby really needs your attention at that exact moment when you need to check the temperature of something or do some task. So here's one of the easy solutions. Just try to make a less complicated dish or maybe you can have a very fancy uh, takeout I know for instance that in my locale I live just outside of Washington DC, uh just outside of Dulles Airport actually, and we have two Wegmans which are the local far uh, excuse me the local grocery store that's fairly close to us I'd say each one is about 5 miles. Now I'm kind of a cheapskate so I don't really want to go and have them cater my whole meal, but honestly they will. And I'm sure that there are many other sort of upper crust grocery stores that will do that too. They'll cook your turkey, they'll give you the stuffing, the cranberry sauce, the gravy, the whole shebang, and maybe that's an alternative for you. Maybe going out to eat is another possibility, or maybe having somebody bring in food And you just provide the house. So you kind of need to think about what this staying home, because let's face it, if it's holiday time, there are meals involved, right? There is food involved. The food is going to happen. So how do you get the food on the table? Now, here's your next issue. Will you need to nurse or pump in front of relatives, friends, maybe strangers? Okay, so how do you feel about that? Some people would say, Marie, it doesn't bother me in the least. I could whip open my shirt. I wouldn't care who was standing there. Others of you might say, "Ooh, I am not good with this. I don't really know what I'm going to do about it. So you've got to really think about how you are going to feel about breastfeeding in front of relatives or friends or maybe even strangers. The next question I think you need to ask yourself is how will they feel? All right, you might possibly be able to nurse in front of Uncle Wilbur, but how's he going to feel? And what comment is he going to make, either to your face or later? Okay, next thing. How about, are you doing some special activity? I mean, I'm kind of thinking I'd be doing a special activity if it was a holiday, most of us do, so, what kinds of issues or problems might arise with that special activity? Okay, well, let's think about what those special activities might be. Uh, it might be something like shopping, maybe going to the mall. And if so, well, does that involve nursing in public? Maybe, maybe not. Does that involve trying to find a quiet place to breastfeed the baby or even to pump? While you're at the mall? Could be. Uh, Might mean that you feel tempted to leave your baby with a relative. Hmm. Well, be careful with that one. This might be your first absence from the baby. And it may or may not be the right time to do a first time away. Now, how about this? How about drinking and eating special stuff? Wow, I know that's big in our family. Everybody knows that since my mother died, I'm the one who makes the chocolate cake. And I'm telling you, this chocolate cake is to die for, okay? (laughs) And since my mother-in-law has died, I'm the one who makes the pecan pie. We only have that when there's a holiday. Maybe a birthday, but otherwise it's holidays. Okay, so... What are you going to get into? Here's another one. My sister always makes the Italian cookies. We don't have those all the time. So really try to think about, oh, here's another one that goes along with that. How about the coffee? Especially on that trip to the mall, maybe you're going to get into the Starbucks coffee that you wouldn't maybe necessarily get into or get into as much. How might that affect you as a breastfeeding mother? Okay, so... It seems to me then that there are about five points that I'm going to try to make tonight. And I'm going to give you just a quick overview before we get started in earnest. First, pumping or nursing or both. Number two, special activities, foods, maybe more. Traveling, breastfeeding when traveling. I know that I've talked a lot in just one show, I talked about airport travel, but I'm going to talk about travel in a sort of a broader way. Number four, compromised comfort or privacy. Nursing in a place where comfort or privacy is compromised. Maybe nursing in a public place, but maybe nursing at home or in someone else's home in front of relatives, friends or even strangers, and you know if, if if you're flying, that might mean that you're nursing uh, while you're sitting in one of those itty-bitty seats, and I swear that those plane seats get smaller every year. And finally, just a few words on criticisms from family and relatives. Now, I absolutely know that I did a whole show talking about dealing with criticisms, from relatives and friends. I would just say, though, I'm not going to repeat that, but you really need to be prepared for that. I never can figure out why it is that when it's holiday time, everybody thinks that it's kind of a free-for-all of being able to criticize somebody's hairstyle or their shoes or their husband's new job or whatever and that means that they can criticize your breastfeeding, particularly if you are breastfeeding a toddler. So I think the real key here is with all of these things, just be prepared. If you are prepared and you have a plan, you've got half of the battle over. So let me talk just a little bit before we go to break about pumping or nursing. And I'd like to go through the pros and and cons of nursing, first I'll take on nursing. Here are some of the pros. Well, certainly the big pro is the baby because he is a pro. He can empty your milk faster and better than any pump in the world. Guaranteed. Alrighty. So it's probably no surprise to you. The baby is going to vote for this option. You may or may not, but he's going to vote for this option. Well, nursing your baby directly at your breast is the most advantageous from the standpoint of efficiency, convenience, safety, and just about anything else you can name. Uh, however, it may or may not be what you choose to do for any number of reasons. Okay, so how about the cons? Why maybe you would say, eh, I'm not so sure I want to do this during the holidays, Marie. Okay, well, the whole bit on compromising comfort and privacy, we'll talk about some ways to overcome that, but you should be aware that is a downside. Here's one of the best uh, things, at least from my standpoint, is there's no paraphernalia to lug around. If you pump, you've got to bring the pump and all of the you know, accoutrements that go with it. You need to find a way to wash it and so forth, but if you've got the baby... Uh, that's a really great thing because you don't have to lug all that stuff around. Nothing to wash, nothing to pack. Uh, All the worries about storing the milk, safety or convenience factors, no worries there. If you've got the baby on the breast, all taken care of. So those are some things that I can think of that would be especially important as you weigh the pros and the cons of nursing. Now, on the other side of the break, I'm going to talk to you about the pros and the cons of either pumping or hand-expressing your milk. And before we go to break, I would just like to thank Mama Va. That is, Mama Va delivers a design solution for nursing mamas on the go, making the world a friendlier place for women to pump or breastfeed. Visit them at www.mamava.com. That's Mama mamava.com. I'm Marie Biancuto. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
2: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Do you
0: enjoy listening to Marie Biancuzo? Call Marie today at 703-787-9894
3: to find an option that works for your staff. Breastfeeding Outlook, owned and operated by Marie Biancuso, is America's premier provider of breastfeeding education. If you're a nurse, lactation consultant, dietitian, midwife, physician, doula, or other professional, Breastfeeding Outlook is your source for SERPs, nursing contact hours and CEUs to meet your certification or licensure requirements in all 50 states. For a live or online course or inquire about training today, please visit BreastfeedingOutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Evidence for your practice starts here. Visit BreastfeedingOutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894.
2: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
1: I'm Marie Bianchuzzo. Thank you so much for joining me tonight as we're talking about breastfeeding through the holidays. And before we went to break, I was just talking about some pros and cons of nursing your baby at the breast over the holidays, understanding that you may be in different situations, different locales, you may be traveling, you may have friends or relatives or strangers. Uh, So that's all well and fine. But, let me look at the opposite side of the coin here, namely the pros and cons of pumping or hand expressing your milk as you are going through the holidays in those i'm I'm going to kind of assume that you're in one of these special circumstances you're not just sitting at home or going to work like you usually do righty so let's look at the pros well, if you are pumping or expressing your milk uh. It's really good if you are planning to spend any time away from your baby. As a matter of fact, it's probably more than good. <laughs> you're, you're going to need to remove milk from your breasts in order to keep up your supply. So if you don't have your baby with you for whatever reason, you've got to figure out how are you going to express milk so that you can continue to lactate successfully and to avoid any issues. Now, if you've been listening to any of my shows, you know I've said a gazillion times, remove to refill, remove to refill. Uh, You know, honestly, if you're with your baby, I can't really think of any advantage to pumping your milk. I I suppose you might be able to make a case that... uh, Maybe you have a better shot at privacy if you're pumping, but I don't think so. And I'll tell you why. Because the pump, if you are pumping your milk, you may find yourself in a situation where you've got to get the pump on and off and on and off anyway. And so, in many cases, that's no different than getting the baby on and off and on and off. So, I don't know that that gives you any distinct advantage. Maybe some. So here's another one. If you are pumping, then you're going to need to do something about storing the milk, okay? Because presumably, well, now I, I, I stand corrected. I actually did work with a woman who would hand express her milk and she let it go down the sink, And, you know, the rest of us always just marveled at that. We just couldn't believe that she wasn't saving it. But she shrugged and said, oh, no. She says, you can go down the sink. No problem. There's more where that came from. So I suppose you wouldn't have to store it. But most women, if they have expressed their milk either by hand or with a pump, I think they probably want to save it. And you're probably in that boat, which means that then you've got to figure out You've got to have the container. You've got to have a container that can go with you if you're traveling, that you might want to figure out how you're going to refrigerate it if you're going to be away for an extended time and so forth and so on. So that's kind of one of the downsides of expressing milk. I would strongly recommend that you have replacements handy. And I mean all sorts of replacements The one that bothers me maybe the most is that little white membrane that is on the kit of a very popular pump. Now, you know what I mean. That thing is, hmm, I'm looking down at my fingernail, and I would say it's maybe a little bit bigger than my pinky fingernail. I have a really small hand, but it's very, very thin thin. It's wafer thin. And if you're washing your pump parts, especially if you're at a relative's house, you could have that thing slide right down the drain in zero seconds and you'd be without the membrane. Why is that important? Well, because that pump will not work unless that membrane is in place. So you don't want to mess that up. Okay. The other thing is some people put it through the dishwasher. I would not suggest putting it through the dishwasher if you're not at home because I think then you really do run the risk of somebody throwing it away or whatever. So I would just wash it out really well by hand if I were not at home. Now, the other thing you could do, and I don't have any fundamental objection to this, but you could use that uh, there are special little bags that steam your pump parts clean. In other words, they sterilize them in the microwave. I do want to warn you, though, you've got to follow the instructions exactly, exactly the right amount of of, uh, time, exactly the amount of water, exactly, exactly. Otherwise, you could end up cooking that little membrane, and when it comes out, it will look more like a potato chip, than a membrane that goes on your pump. You will not be able to use it. Now, the other thing that goes along with that, I would say those things are frankly not that expensive. If you are not going to be at home, I would suggest that you buy a replacement before you leave home. Take it with you, and that way, if you do accidentally lose it down the drain or accidentally fry it in the microwave or whatever, then at least you have an immediate backup, now, it is possible that you can buy them online. I, I can't really say I've seen them in stores, although I guess I haven't really looked. I suppose it's possible. But honestly, you don't want to feel that panicked. Make sure that you have a backup plan here. So, uh, the other thing that I would suggest is make sure that you have, if you're using a battery-operated pump, Make sure that you have a full battery or a replacement battery or whatever. But, or here's another possibility. Uh, one of those pumps that operates without a battery. And I'll tell you what I'm thinking of. Uh, Amita has a cylinder pump. And by cylinder, I mean, oh, shucks. This was once when I wish I was on TV instead of on the radio. Um it's, uh, I don't know, I'm kind of doing this with my fingers. It's maybe, uh, maybe seven millimeters around or so, like about three inches or so round and maybe about 10 inches or so long. I can't exactly visualize this thing, but it's extremely lightweight and it really does a wonderful job of pumping if you, I mean, you could probably use it for any time. But the reason I like to suggest it for people that are traveling or going somewhere that's unfamiliar is it's very lightweight. It's very easy to clean. It might not be something that you want to use every day for every occasion for every reason, but it's great for travel because of the fact that it's lightweight, easy to pump, or excuse me, easy to pack, easy to clean, and I just checked on Amazon uh, before I went on the air. It is available, so that's something that you might want to consider as either a replacement or like a backup plan uh, if you're going to be pumping all right, so what about some special activities, foods, treats, etc., etc.? et cetera? Yeah, I don't know about you, but that's just like so big in my family. We all eat and drink stuff we wouldn't normally eat or drink throughout the holidays. So I'm thinking, what about if you're going, uh, well, let's, let's stick with the food for a minute. The big one I get a lot is chocolate. How about it? Uh, go ahead and have it. Just eat it and be happy. You know, honestly, chocolate rarely lives up to its reputation with bothering breastfed babies. I would suppose that if you ate the whole box and if you had a lot of caffeine with coffee and tea and Coke and on and on, if you, if you overdo it, yeah, I think it really can make your baby kind of wakeful, kind of fretful, kind of fussy. But if you just want to have a few chocolates, it's probably just fine. So go ahead and do it. So that brings me then to coffee. Now, I've had a total of three cups today, which, of course, I I could just do it all day long, except I usually won't permit myself to have it after 11 o'clock. Uh, coffee is fine. I would say uh, I'd have to read up on what the Institute of Medicine said, but I'm pretty sure that they said that up to two cups does not bother anybody or nearly anybody I do want to warn you though that cups is deceiving. How big is a cup? Well a cup is actually one of those little bitty teacups which to my mind as a, if you're a serious coffee drinker that that's like a gulp or two that doesn't work. Uh, it also depends on how strong the coffee is brewed. So in one sense I'm gonna tell you be careful in another sense I'm gonna say, You know, have some, be happy. All right. Now, I know that along with that, you're going to wonder about what about alcohol? Okay. That is a reasonable question. And I would say if you are a healthy mother and you have a healthy baby and all is well, an occasional glass of wine or something probably is not going to hurt your baby because I'm going to quote from the Institute of Medicine, well, no, excuse me. I'm going to quote from the American Academy of Pediatrics, and they are quoting the Institute of Medicine. And they say, quote, ingestion of alcoholic beverages should be minimized and limited to an occasional intake, but no more than 0.5 grams alcohol per kilogram of body weight, which for a 60-kilogram mother is about two ounces of liquor, Eight ounces of wine or two beers. So, I don't want you to assume that this is advice. That that was unquote. By the way, uh, it's it's just information, and I've quoted the AAP that was quoting the Institute of Medicine. These are two very credible sources, and I think that you should feel very confident that uh, you know probably if it's if if you follow those recommendations, uh, probably not something to worry about. I do want to throw in, however, that the alcohol is is more easily absorbed, I think that's the right word, if you've got something in your stomach as opposed to an empty stomach. And the other thing you can do, particularly if you have a, a baby that's already sleeping through the night, then I would say if you're going to have your glass of alcohol, you may have it after the baby has gone to sleep and probably by the, t- unless unless for some reason he wakes up and asks to nurse sooner than you would usually anticipate, uh, alcohol wears off very quickly, actually. So that may have cleared by the time that he wakes up anyway. Now, here's another one, nursing strikes. This usually happens with an older baby. A baby who has been nursing just fine, but all of a sudden, with all of the noise and the craziness and the excitement and everything, sometimes the baby will just not nurse. Don't mistake that for thinking that the baby needs to wean. You might try just taking him off to a quiet corner or a quiet room or something. Uh, Just kind of, just you settle down, let him settle down. And uh, usually that will solve the problem. Kind of dim the lights reduce the noise. That should help. Okay, so we've talked about how the holidays can create some special issues that you may or may not require some adjustments for your breastfeeding experience. We've looked at, at some advantages and disadvantages and approaches, and I'm kind of hoping that some of this you can sort out and see what makes sense for you. Now, when we come back, we're going to talk about how issues of comfort and compromised privacy can impact your breastfeeding experience. I'm Marie Biancuso. I'm your host for Ford to be Breastfed. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this short break.
2: Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
0: The Nuru Pocket is a newborn carrier specifically designed for skin-to-skin contact, affording mom full coverage and hands-free mobility while giving and receiving all the physiological benefits of kangaroo care. Our unique fabric is super soft, breathable, moisture wicking, and it offers just the right amount of compression fit to ensure proper position and continued support. Hospitals and NICUs are implementing the Nuru Pocket for inpatient use to increase time spent skin-to-skin, as well as help improve breastfeeding scores and infant safety. Learn more at newroobaby.com That's N-U-R-O-O Baby.com. Was your breastfeeding experience stressful or challenging? Did you face an unusual obstacle and go on to meet your goals? If so, we'd like to hear from you, and so would other mothers. Email radio at borntobebreastfed.com
3: to see if you can be Marie's next guest. We have a variety of packages to meet your needs without breaking your budget. Sign up for a live or online course or inquire about training today. Please visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Evidence for your practice starts here. Visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894.
0: You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Bianchuzo. I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed. Thank you so much for joining me on this cold winter evening as we go into the holiday season. As a matter of fact, it's really already started, I just checked my notes when we went to commercial and noticed that there were just a couple of things that I had in my notes that I didn't mention. Uh, One of them is about going to the mall. Just avoid staying too long and getting too overtired. An overtired breastfeeding mother does not perform well, (laughs) nor do the rest of us for that matter. Uh, Also, I would suggest that if you're taking the baby out shopping with you, Anything that you can do to be hands-free would be a good thing. Alrighty. I would suggest that if you're thinking about leaving the baby with uh, a relative for the first time, that might not be such a hot idea because presumably you're doing that so that you can have a little extra time at the mall, and if so, if the baby is hungry, you don't know if the baby is going to uh, take the milk that the other caregiver offers. So that might be a little hairy You might want to save that for a different time. All right. So then, I want to launch into comfort and privacy issues. First of all, the very first recommendation I would give is avoid a scene. There is nothing like a screaming baby that draws attention to you and makes everybody else feel uncomfortable. So the trick to this is just don't wait until the baby is overly hungry. Look for early hunger cues. Now, somewhere I did a show where I talked about all of the feeding cues at different age levels. But in general, I would say that with a young infant, if the baby is awake, he and especially if he is looking. He has that look on his face. I'm not sure I can describe it, but he's just got that look on in his eye like, oh, I could be eating something about now. When he gets that look in his eye when he just wakes up, that would be the good time to put him to breast. A very, very young infant, that is a newborn, will be rooting uh lots of babies will be sucking on their hands, whether they're young infants or even older infants. That may well be a sign that the baby is hungry. How about this? With newborns, they do what I call sucking in the air, all right? And if your baby is doing that, that also is a sign. So try to get him on the breast early in the game so that he's not making a scene and you're not getting nervous and goofy. Uh, This is a good time to just look for those early hunger cues, get him quieted down before you have a scene. Uh, Clothing. Wear a tank top. Uh, You can put the tank top under your outer shirt and just use maybe like a loose or a bulky outer shirt or, or a sweater. That would work well. Or pull up the top of the outer shirt or the sweater and then pull down the top of the tank. Does that kind of make sense? I'm kind of doing it while I'm talking to you, but I realize you can't see me. Uh, there's a very cool product out there. It is is um, I'm Undercover Mama. It took me a minute to think of that. Undercover Mama, uh, one of the women who works in our uh, shop at Breastfeeding Outlook, this is like her favorite product. So I would suggest to you that you might want to scope that out. There are actually tons of commercial products for cover-up. It could be something like that. It could be those things that look more like an apron or a shower curtain, those kinds of things. Uh, That would be fine. Some people use just a regular old shawl. Um, I'm big on shawls. I I think that they do much more than cover the baby. They keep you warm. They... uh, are are just a real versatile item. I've got a shawl that has gone literally tens of thousands of miles, and uh, it's just great for travel. And I'm not lactating. Thank you very much. Uh, here's the next one. Really, try to choose the right environment. What about the airport, for example? If you're if you're going for the airport, try to think about. Well, let's, let's back up a minute. What about air travel? Uh, air travel can be good because the baby can nurse while the mother is traveling. You don't need to pull your car over in order to uh, breastfeed because obviously the, the pilot is driving uh, the, the, the plane, okay. Um, I would say that airports generally have clean, efficient, changing stations in the restrooms, so you can change your baby, you can wash your hands, although having hand sanitizer is a good thing, Uh, but I would say that you cannot make the presumption that the airport will have a lounge for the breastfeeding mother. Now, I talked about this in at least one other show, possibly two or three other shows, most of these places that have a breastfeeding lounge or a lactation lounge, it's actually not a lounge. So you should call ahead and try to determine what the environment actually is. I'm thinking, for instance, do you have an opportunity to fly out of a place like, uh, Burlington Airport in Vermont? Now they actually have the Mama Va who is sponsoring the show today. It's a, it's a portable nursing lounge and that would be lovely but don't expect many airports to have them because right now there's really a very small handful that actually do have them uh but but i would say it's not just the big airports okay i'm thinking of a place like knoxville tennessee that actually has a very nice nursing lounge so try to to Think about the environment. You might, on the other hand, uh, be in a relative's home or a friend's home or your own home. So think about it, that environment. I want to go back to the air travel, though, for a minute and just say um, the cons of air travel. There's really no place to change the baby when you're actually on the plane. And that's a real big clunker. All righty. Babies less than one month old tend to have a stool with every feeding, so be prepared and be over prepared. because if your flight is delayed, uh, I can think of one flight that I was actually on, the flight was supposed to take off at 5 o'clock in the evening and the plane was delayed and delayed and delayed and 11 o'clock at night they sent all of us home and told us to come back the next morning. There was a woman there who had been on the plane or I I should say in travel for, I don't know, she'd come in from Europe. So however long that took her to get to Washington, D.C., and we were going to the West Coast. So uh, she'd already run out of diapers. So just, I'm telling you, always have extra if that's the case. And try to change the baby's diaper as soon, as close to takeoff time as possible. Uh, you probably know that there is a plane, a restroom in the plane, but man, those are pretty small. So I probably wouldn't bank on that. So I want to give a little bit of attention to car travel. One of the good things about traveling by car is that it's really easy to bring everything you might possibly need for the baby and more. Uh, my husband always says, "Bring it along; might need it someday." okay. Uh, You don't have to go through the craziness of going through security and boarding and all of that stuff. But you cannot feed while the car is moving. Uh, It it just, it doesn't work. And it certainly goes without saying, you certainly cannot (laughs) breastfeed if you're driving. But you know, hopefully you've got somebody else driving. But plan ahead. And here would be my suggestion. Figure out about how many hours the trip usually takes, and then figure out about how many times your baby would usually eat in a three-hour period, and add at least 15 minutes to stop for each feeding session. So you can try that, and I think that that will be somewhat helpful to you. Uh, I'd also like to say, if you haven't thought about taking the train you might really want to consider that. I like train travel. Uh, I use the Amtrak. I don't use it a lot, but I do use it. It's You don't have to go through security. You don't have to take your shoes off to go through security. Uh, pretty much once you're on the train, you don't have to worry about the seatbelt or the seatbelt sign being on. You can go to the ladies' room whenever you need to. So train might be a really good option if you haven't already thought of that. I promised you that I was going to talk just a little tiny bit about responding to criticism. So I'm going to give you uh, just really kind of a few small ideas and then I'll let you listen to the whole show on responding to criticism. First of all, reflect before responding. Don't come back with an emotionally charged response. It just inflates everybody's emotions. Count to 10 or do whatever you got to do, but don't just, just really try to keep your cool. All right. Remember, you're doing something important. Remember that false criticism means you are doing something important. The important thing that you're doing, the more important it is, the more criticism you're likely to receive. Here's a quote from Aristotle. He said, criticism is something you can easily avoid by saying nothing, doing nothing, and being nothing. Remember that criticism is the verbal manifestation of an opinion. It's just an opinion. And here's how I see it. This is a quote from Marie Biancuso. Opinions are like noses. Everybody has one. Some other things I'd like you to consider, you can ignore it and try to focus on the offender. Remember that she may not have been breastfed, might not have much of a perspective. Focus on your decision and you might need to say several times, this is a parenting decision. We feel that this is best for the baby. Focus on an outside authority. My doctor says this is best for the baby. If you can use humor, that is a wonderful way to be able to deal with criticism. All right, then. We've covered a whole bunch of things. When we come back, I'm going to give you a wrap-up of top tips for breastfeeding during the holiday. Don't go away. We'll be right back. (music)
3: For a live or online course or inquire about training today, please visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Evidence for your practice starts here. Visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894.
2: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
0: You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuzo or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuso, your host for Born to be Breastfed. I'm here today talking about breastfeeding through the holidays. And, hey, before we go on, I'm just curious. I want to know. Now, have you been to my my uh, site? It's www.BornToBeBreastFed.com if you're a parent. Uh, I'd especially like you to take a look at my blog while you're there. And hey, go to my Facebook page. And if you would, give me that thumbs up for likes. Uh, As we try to pull this to a close today, I'd like to give you what I believe are 10 tips tips for breastfeeding through the holidays. And I will expand on this a little bit on my blog. So first of all, and we talked about this at the beginning of the show, and I'm just kind of pulling it together here. Number one, Weigh the pros and the cons of traveling or staying at home. You know, very often people feel that they have to do what they've done every other year. And honestly, I really believe that if you have a new baby, this really might be the time to break out of the mold and think about uh if you'd like to maybe stay home. So weigh the pros and the cons of traveling or staying at home. They both have pros, they both have cons, but uh this might be a time when you realize that you need to put your baby's needs first and, and sometimes it, it's a time to just not go with the status quo, all right? Changing the paradigm is an, is an okay thing. Number two. Weigh the pros and the cons of travel modes. Now, I talked about that in the show tonight. Uh, If you're traveling, you might be thinking of going by car or by plane or by train. And each one has a set of pros and cons. Uh, the, The big one, I think, is I think it's a lot less stressful when you're going by car, because then you can go much more at your own pace. You can pack as much stuff as you want. You don't have to worry about running out of something. But on the other hand, if you've got a long way to go, then airfare might be the thing that you go for. And uh, I threw in the possibility of going on the train, because I think that's something that people don't think about sometimes. Number three, weigh the pros and the cons of pumping or nursing. Certainly, it's up to you, but you've got to figure out what are the pros and the cons and what fits into your life. Number four, keep entertaining simple. If you decide to stay home, most likely you're going to find yourself entertaining the relatives. And if you're nursing an infant or even a toddler, try to identify those things that are complicated to make, and don't ever feel bad to resort to those, oh, you know, those foil thingies that you can put into your oven so that you don't have to clean up a roaster or something later. And I think paper plates are very acceptable. They've got some really festive ones nowadays. Don't feel bad to use those if it's going to make your cleanup and your life easier. Number five, minimize the mall issues. Now, certainly, we all know that online shopping is the ultimate fix-it strategy for dealing with shopping at the mall. Uh, But truth is, most of us end up at the mall for one reason or another. So you need to think through if you're going to bring your baby with you or leave the baby at home. And if so, the, the pros and the cons to doing all of that, I would say at the very minimum, call ahead. Number six, make a packing list and check it twice. If you're going to be traveling, you need to have some clarity about what you need on that list. You might need to do shopping ahead so that the things that are on the list actually go into the suitcase or the whatever. The other thing I forgot to mention as I've gone through this show is, certainly as you're traveling, any item that you have that is a hands-free device, some people like the carriers that are in the front or maybe the carriers in the back. It's up to you. But truth is, if you're traveling, having a a hands-free device is really good. Uh, I didn't precisely address this tonight, although I think I did imply it. But be sure that your breasts are not overly full. Okay, so although the breast is never truly empty, I mean, we talk about emptying your breasts, but we know the breasts are never really empty. It's just like you always have you always have more milk, you always have more tears, whatever, whatever. But uh, what I do mean is that your breasts certainly can become overly full if you don't empty the, the breast. So uh, you might put it off because you're busy or you're distracted or you're just having too much fun. But remember that if your breasts are overly full and overly distended, you can have yourself a plugged duct or a mastitis or both. So that is not a good thing. All right. So number eight, think through the privacy issues. With scads of people that might be at home or the mobs of people elsewhere, it's not always easy to find privacy. So again, thinking ahead, calling ahead is important. It's not just your comfort level. It's also how people who are around you feel. Not that I necessarily think you've got to please them, but you don't want to be in their bad graces either. You really want holiday time to be a time when everybody's happy and nobody gets grouchy about what other people are doing. Although... At the same time, I'm going to give you number nine, which is be prepared for criticism. (sighs) Certainly, many people, probably most people will be very supportive of your efforts to breastfeed your baby. But they're always the ones that kind of, you know, it's like they always got to have a snarky comment. And especially if you have an older baby. So I'd say, you know, get a few sound bites, practice them. Maybe even practice them in front of a mirror, uh, so that you can sound respectful, or, or better yet, if you can sound humorous, that would be really good. And uh, feel free to use some of those sound bites as needed. And finally, I'd say eat, drink, and be merry. Uh, although moderation is the key to consuming any food or beverage, whether you're nursing or not. Uh, don't take you know have have some fun for heaven's sakes so don't hesitate to try foods that you maybe don't usually have or you're worried that they're going to bother your baby they probably won't just try not to overindulge and uh it'll probably be okay We talked about alcohol, and as a last thing, I would say, dress up and feel good about yourself. Do your hair. Maybe get a mani-pedi before you go out. Uh, Don't hesitate to wear some sexy little dress that makes you look like the gorgeous woman you are, okay? Don't worry about leaking either. Uh, There's a cool thing called uh, lily pads, and they're just the ticket for keeping you dry. So don't worry about that dress at all. Honestly, I I really, I do not know where on earth the time goes. It always goes way too fast. But that's all the time that we have today. I would like to thank Mama Va at www.mava.com. And I'd especially like to thank all of you for listening to Born to be Breastfed. Uh, I'd like to invite you to come back next week. And if you're interested in books or products or Whatever was mentioned on the show today or previous shows, check out our Amazon store. How do you do that? Well, just visit borntobebreastfed.com and you'll see it. I'm happy to have anyone visit, but generally, if you're a parent, you'll want to visit me at borntobebreastfed.com for books and media or for my blog or, or whatever. Check out my Facebook page, too. You're welcome to leave a question for me or any of my guests. And by the way, remember to like us. While you're there, if you're a professional and you're interested in continuing education about breastfeeding and lactation, remember I'm your source for evidence-based practice and education on the web and sometimes in your city. That's at breastfeedingoutlook.com. Once again, breastfeedingoutlook.com. I'm Marie Biancuto and I promise I'll help you to cut through the myths and clarify the facts about breastfeeding next Monday, same time, same channel.